This is Five on Three. Center ice for all things Islanders, Rangers, and all news across the NHL on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to Five on Three, WFUV's best, if only, hockey podcast. We're exactly halfway through the season, and we're throwing the formula to the wind. The first semester of hockey is over. School is out for the All-Star Game. And now it's time for report cards. Some teams aced their 2023. Others have improved as the year went on. And some, well, let's just say they'll be getting a letter home from Principal Gary Bettman and may not be asked to return to school. I'm your professor of puck, Nick Palmer, alongside the Dean of Dangles, James Burley, and the Secretary of Slapshots, Will Jing. Before we start, I've actually got the letter from Gary Bettman right here, so I'm going to read this out before we get started. <clears throat> this just came across my desk, by the way. Um, to the awful teams it may concern. Besides shilling out to regional sports networks that allow blackouts and doing nothing about the current pride culture crisis in the NHL, it has come to my attention that the following teams have seriously disappointed the exceptionally high standard that the NHL and myself have come to expect. I immediately request their dismissal from the 2023-2024 NHL playoffs. <clears throat> to the San Jose Sharks, uh, I would say I'm disappointed in you, but this is what we've come to expect. Please stop wasting Anthony Duclair's talent and go sit alone on the swing set for another three years until you come back with some young talent. Also, someone tell Vlasic to retire. To the Chicago Blackhawks, you're a bunch of kindergartners. I didn't expect you to win. But your little boy genius, Connor Bedard, stepped onto the playground and got his face mashed in by Brendan Smith. Uh, in a few years, when you see that little devil again, I expect you to show him what's what. The entire financial future of the league rests on that little boy's shoulders. Don't let him get hurt again. Go wait your turn, you sniveling children. Uh, to the Ottawa Senators, I realize that your parents disowned you last year, and it's been a rough time for all parties involved, but DJ Smith is not a good babysitter. Every class he teaches, he loses. You've been rocked by scandals. Your players all suck, and your own fans hate you. Get your house in order. You're worse than embarrassing. Uh, to the Columbus Blue Jackets, everyone got hurt, and even then, we didn't expect you to do anything in a tough metropolitan division. I'd say see you next year, but let's not kid ourselves here. Oh, sorry, Patrick Laine. Uh, to the Anaheim Ducks, you got to toughen up. Your little stud Zegras can't go more than a week without breaking something, and poor old John Gibson is stuck in purgatory. You're that kid crying on the benches about how the Predators kicked your ass in handball. Now you finally got a bully in Cutter Gautier coming to your shores, and maybe he'll actually want to play for your team if you can string together some wins. Uh, to the Buffalo Sabres, come into my office and see me in person. You were supposed to be at least a C-plus student this year, and you've done worse than last year. Now Skinner's hurt, and nobody feels bad for you. This is entirely your own fault. Reevaluate your life choices. To the Minnesota Wild, I actually do feel bad for you. You had a nice storyline going. Unfortunately, Kirill the Thrill has been hurt, and you've overplayed poor Flowers so much he's actually showing his age. You've gotten unlucky. Try again next year. And finally, to the Montreal Canadiens, stop getting points. We wanted you to fail, and you're doing it, but we need you to fail harder. Your defense is collapsing adequately but we need Caulfield and Slavkovsky to stop being studs we'll see you in a year or two year or two I expect great things to the rest of the teams I leave your fate in the hands of Professor of Puck Nick Palmer the Dean of Dangles James Burley and the Secretary of Slapshots Will Jing cordially please take me out of my misery Principal Gary Bettman so that was from Bettman uh I guess it's up to us to uh I didn't know he was quite the, the penman I kind of hated that guy until now that's what Bettman had to say. I had nothing to do with that. You had nothing um, to do but, with it. 
But hey, before we get into that, I would like to know how you guys are doing, because that was a pretty rough and tumble letter there. I just want to know how you guys are doing. And we're halfway through the season. So let's hear it. Well, you know, I'm definitely you're right. I wasn't going to expect you, you caught me by surprise with the intro, man. I don't know what to say now. I got me all jumbled up here, but I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Um, it's been it's been a good break from 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 class, you know, but we're rounding the corner. We're getting back to uh, back to the routine, back to the swing of things. So I think it's fine that we uh, take this time to examine where everybody's been in the NHL up to this point of the season. I think it's important that we got some of the scrubs out of the way first. So I appreciate uh, Bettman for doing that. Thanks, Nick. So there's good and the bad. The good is I love that intro. And I think this is going to be a really exciting episode. The bad is my Rangers suck right now. And the bad is that school starts Tuesday. Yeah, that's not as great. That, that is some good and some bad. Uh, but let, let's get into the teams that aren't in the basement that Bettman had to unfortunately send home for the rest of the year. Uh, this is in a kind of randomized order. We'll be going from east to west generally. Uh, and we'll be giving them each a letter grade, just as you would on a report card. We will average our scores, and uh, we'll see who's at the top of the class. We'll see who's dwindling. And I think we'll come out of this with a pretty holistic view of what the NHL looks like halfway through the season. Of course, the NHL All-Star game will be happening in a couple weeks in Toronto. Uh, and speaking of Toronto, let's start with the Leafs. Uh, something that I like about the Leafs, William Nylander, 57 points in 39 games. Austin Crazy. Matthews, 48 points in 38 games. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Their top six on this team is absolutely formidable. However, their goaltending continues to plague them. Ilya Samsonov went down to the AHL, boasting an 862 save percentage when Leafs fans were honestly touting him as the better Ilya of the Eastern Conference, which is just a ridiculous thing to say. Uh, but I want to hear what you guys are going to give them. I give the Leafs a B-plus because they're still third in the Atlantic and making some waves and winning some games. Um, well, you know what? I'll just, I'll just go, go right ahead. I'll say B-minus because while, yeah, like you said, they're still confidently in the top three in the Atlantic Division, a couple games in hand actually over the teams beneath them. But the problems that have plagued the Leafs for years and years and years now, where they have one of the strongest top sixes with the highest forward payrolls in the National Hockey League, and they still can't figure it out on the blue line, still can't figure it out on the back end. They clearly have enough legs to go into the playoffs and win a series even, as they showed last year, which is, you know, big steps for that club. Um, the, the point being is this was the year where the Bruins were going to be vulnerable. You know, no Bergeron, no Krejci, injury to Lena Solmark. And while the Bruins have been able to figure it out at the top of the Atlantic division, um, the Maple Leafs have kind of been the same old, same old that, that we've come to expect. They've even let the Panthers eclipse them. The only thing that they have going for them is that the Lightning aren't as good as they once were. So while the Leafs are still a solid team in this division, firmly in the playoff race and one of the better teams at that, a uh, really strong goal difference because they get high-end production from guys like Matthews and Nylander, uh, they have to be in the B category at least. But I'm going to go B- minus because this was a chance where they could have taken a step forward, really, uh, and, and perhaps even won the division, really put pressure on teams to go and knock them out in the first round of the playoffs. But I'm not seeing that yet this year, so I'm a little bit disappointed to that end. But I understand what the Bruins have been able to do. So the Leafs get a strong B minus. So I'm going to go with B minus as well. And I actually replaced Nick Palmer on the Islanders Leafs game because he's still out in LA yesterday. And <laughs> I still have all the game notes because I was just doing my beat report right here. 
And one thing I could tell from just watching the Leafs for a full game is this team is not going far in the playoffs. Um, you know, James, you made a lot of the points already, and so did you, Nick. I think that this team is one of the biggest disappointments in recent time, just as a franchise. Every year we look at them and we're like, this team could potentially win a Stanley Cup. And every year they get bounced in the first or second round, or, you know, they're losing games to teams like the Islanders, like last night. So <laughs> while they do have some bright spots in terms of, you know, <laughs> uh, while they no, do none, have none spots, taken, Will. That's fine. While they do have bright spots like Austin Matthews and uh, William Nylander, um, and then you have John Tavares who who shows up in, in crucial times a lot of times, um, this team just they, – they blow a lot of games that they should win or they get blown out in games that they should keep close. So I'm going to give this team a B-. minus. All right. Hey, I guess for the first time in my career, I'm being more generous to the Leafs than my compatriots are. <laughs> Let's move down south to the Tampa Bay Lightning where Nikita Kucherov is still the NHL point leader, I believe, just having an absolutely fantastic year. Uh, however, there are some pretty glaring issues with this team. The top eight scorers are all in the minus, plus minus. Uh, Vasilevsky's save percentage is under 900, shockingly. Stamkos is a minus 20, you guys. I, my, some of my issues with this team, they're aging, their defense is not good. Um, and they've allowed the fourth most goals in the NHL. And for a team that's in the playoff hunt, that's just honestly unacceptable. I'm giving the Lightning a B minus. What about you, Will? Where where do you have uh, the two-time Stanley Cup champions? So I have the Tampa Bay Lightning also at a B minus. Um, wait, hold on. You know what? I'm going to correct that for a second. I'm going to downgrade them to a C plus. Um, right now, this team has a negative point differential for a fourth seed, which is, it's not exactly the greatest look. Um, and as you said, this team is aging. I think this team, uh, they have a shot to, to maybe win a first round matchup in the, in the Eastern conference, but I don't think they're going much further. Um, I think the glory days of this, this team, at least in, in this era of these few years is, is past them. They're not playing well on the road at all. They're eight and twelve and two. So in total, that's fourteen losses on the road. And I think this team they need to they need to do something if they if they want to get it together. But um, this team is nowhere near contention for a Stanley Cup this year. Although I will say they do have some times when they they show some really good life and they look like they could be a top contender in the league. But those games are few and far in between. I think, well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think both of you have kind of pegged this team for for, for what they are, and it's it's past their due. Um, they had one of the greatest runs um, in recent memory in the NHL, going to two back-to-back cups and then a third final, uh, one after the other. But um, for, for me, those days are over. And and part of that is you look at everything you guys mentioned is all is all fair. But let's if, if I can talk about Andre Vasilevsky for a second, who is, for my money, still one of the best goaltenders in the world. But when he's not on his game and he's been injured for part of the season to split a lot of time with uh, Johansson as well in, in net, he's only played 20 games to Johansson's 21. And that has been a big, big problem for the lightning and that they haven't had their, their foundational piece in net there for a full time. So I'm going to have to go with a C plus as well. I think they're out of um, remotely any chance at winning the Stanley cup, which is a cr crazy thing to say, knowing the players that they still have, but they're not as deep as they once were. And their stars are, few and far between from the rest of their lineup. Like if you, if you think back to those Tampa Bay Lightning teams, they could have run any line one through four against any other line in the NHL. That is just not the case right now. 
even though they have the best point score in the National Hockey League in Nikita Kucherov. I just think that, um, yeah, those days are over. Um, and it was a fantastic run. They're still going to be a tough team. They might even sneak into the playoffs. And look, if Vitek Vanacek's the goalie, they're going to score goals like they did last night. So uh, they still have some firepower here and there. And, and they'll, they'll be a, a prick in the thorn of, of everyone's side. So uh, it's, it's not going to be a, a smooth sail for them. But they'll, they'll be around to the end of the season. Well, let's hop down to Fort Lauderdale slash Sunrise. It, it's Fort Lauderdale. Um, let's talk about the Florida Panthers, where they're picking up right where they left off last year, despite all the injuries in the playoffs. Sam Reinhart is having a career year. Gustav Forsling is a top two defenseman in plus minus with a plus 27. That is absolutely absurd. Sergey Bobrovsky, how about that resurgence? The third goal, lowest goals Bob, against Bob. Ever in the league. I have no notes for this team. I think they've been doing fantastic. I give them a solid A. Uh, James, where do you have the Florida Panthers? I'm going to go A-. minus. I, I I think that they've done everything we've expected them to do. I mean, right now they're on an absolute heater, nine in a row. So I, th- I think maybe some recency bias creeps in. But that's sort of the team that they are. They're a very energy team. They're very streaky. So if they catch them on a good day, your life is going to be hell. If you catch them on a bad day, you might sneak a lot by them. Um, so that's why I can't give them an A or an A plus fully because they do have those weaknesses here and there. And you saw when they got outplayed at their own game, out physical in the Stanley Cup last year, they were no match for Vegas whatsoever. I mean, the Knights were on an absolute tear at a completely different level. Um, but that 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 sort of thing, I'm seeing that again. But when you have leaders like Kachuk around and you've got guys like Sam Reinhart who have really taken a big leap actually into being one of the more, not only one of the more hated guys in the NHL, but that's kind of a good thing when when you think about it because you're getting under player skin not only because you're a physical presence, but because you can scrape some points together as well. I really love the way the Planthers play. Old school style hockey, get the puck in front of the net, just plug down space in the neutral zone. Uh, they're, they're, they're so fun to watch when they're on their game. And there's a reason why they have one of the best goal differences in the NHL, easily the best in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, they've got to be in, in A. I'm going to go A-. minus. I'm going to go A, like Nick. I think this team is showing signs of what they were um, last year in the playoffs after a slower-than-expected start to the season. They have tied for the longest win streak right now in the, in the entire NHL with nine. They have the, they're tied for the third-highest um, point differential in the whole NHL, only behind the Canucks and the Jets. So, um I mean, you hit a lot of the points, James. I think we're going to have a lot of that in this episode where, you know, um, the first person or two people to go are kind of going to say everything. But um, this team is very physical. The only reason why I don't give this team an A plus is because I think that this team could be better um, in terms of their consistency. And also because they have such a physical, a physical nature in their play style, they can get into trouble with getting into the penalty box. So I would say those are the two areas where this team is flawed. But other than that, I think this team is doing really well. It's it's really smart you point out the physicality there. Because, I, I mean, if you, if you remember that game a week or two ago against Vegas, the Stanley Cup rematch, I mean, that was a physical, really gritty game. And the Florida Panthers definitely got the better of the Golden Knights. And we'll get into the Golden Knights because they've been running into some problems recently. But let's move up north to Carolina, 
where the Carolina Hurricanes, honestly, I think have great depth. They have nine guys with over 24 points. That's a recipe for success. Sebastian Ajo has 47 points in 38 games. This guy's an absolute beast. My only qualms with this team is the goaltending consistency, right? Ranta and Kachetkov, they've improved recently. They were really off to a poor start originally, but consistency will be the name of the game. Still, they've been making up a lot of ground recently. They now find themselves second in the Metro. I give the Hurricanes an A-, started off with some adversary, adversity, learned to play through it, and now I think they're playing pretty well. What do you think, James? Yeah, I, th I, th I think A- minus is fair. Um, I wanted to give B+, plus, but I'm changing my mind last second. I don't like the Carolina Hurricanes, and you know why? Because they're good and they run this division. Uh, I still think that at the end of the day, they're going to overtake the Rangers. And this is not, this is not me being salty about the Rangers. I, I hate them more than any professional sports organization by a long shot, but the Hurricanes are just have that experience. When they started out the season, they were in sixth place through 10 games. No one actually thought they were going to stay down there. Um, they've gotten through the battle of having, you know, three NHL caliber goaltenders and not getting re realistically not getting a high enough standard of play out of any of the three. And now they've kind of ridden that wave out. Um, and they're, you know, have stabilized in net um, without the likes of Anderson and Kachekov, you know, so th th things went against their way and they found a way through it, which you always expect this Carolina Hurricanes team to do. They're going to be a menace all the way to the end of the season. They'll probably get out of the first round of the playoffs and then some. Um, so, yeah, you, you can't not give the Canes an A minus, even when they've had to deal with the injuries and, and goaltending issues they've had to this point. They've looked good, they've played their game, and they've worked their way back into the conversation as one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. You can't not give them an A, A-. minus. I'm also with you guys, and this is the first time we all all agreed on one team, nice. and I'm going to give them an A- minus because I think, like Florida, a little bit of a slow start, but um, now they're kind of, like you said, James, back uh, right in contention for top of the Metro Division. There's still a few points behind the Rangers, but the Rangers are slowing down. I also think that the Hurricanes will eventually overtake the Rangers because the Rangers, like the least, classic choking team. Um, and as far as this Canes team goes, I think they probably, as of this moment, are the second best team in the Eastern Conference behind the Florida Panthers. And, you know, I think they, they've been up there so many years in a row. And I think that this is, um, this might be their year. I don't know. But, you know, if there, if there's, it's one of those things where a team is up there so many times they gotta they're eventually gonna power through and eventually get the result they want. So I would not be surprised to see this team make a Stanley Cup appearance this year. And um the only flaw I I would say about this team is they're 12, 10, and one on the road, um, as opposed to 11, 3, and 4 at home. So that's probably their one little weak point. But other than that, this team's also doing really well. Well, I'm going to let James go last on this one so he can hear what we have to say. Let's talk about the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt each have 45 points, which is absolutely remarkable. The third highest scorer on the Devils is Tyler Toffoli with 29. That's a pretty massive drop-off if you talk about the top two dropping down to the third. And, I mean, hey, 
they're putting up a ridiculous amount of goals every game. I don't think anyone's worried about their goal scoring capabilities, but they have the worst goaltending of the teams we're going to mention this year. That's 3.56 goals per game on average, lots of injuries, and an incredibly difficult schedule coming up. They had the sixth easiest strength of schedule in the first half. They now face the 29th most uh, easiest, so which makes it the third most difficult schedule in the second half. It's hard for me to be bullish about the Devils, but I'm sure James will find a way. However, I just have to give the Devils a C so far based off of what we thought they were going to do this year. Will, I'll let you get your chirps in before we let James uh, take us on a path of delusion. So I'm also going to go with a C because this team, while they're very disappointing compared to what we thought they were going to be, they still do have a winning record. I think that some people are a little bit too low on this team. I do think this team ends up missing the playoffs this year, but <laughs> I know, but um, I think obviously this team does have bright spots. They're young. You know, you have guys like Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. And um, I think that right now it's, it hasn't been their year. I don't think it's going to be their year. As you said, the goaltending is horrible and that's probably the most crucial part of the game of hockey. So until they get that together, I don't think they're making the playoffs, but you know, that's that's work for the offseason. So right now it's just do whatever you got to do for the rest of the season and then come back next year and hey, improve that record at home, man. Nine and nine and two. There's for some, for whatever reason they're much better on the road, but fix that record in home, New Jersey. James, yeah, are you I, gonna take that lying down? Like what what's going on? No, I, I'm I'm gonna take it like a man because you guys have been pretty correct throughout i was gonna go with a c flat as well um you know uh the the issue is so clear with the devils right like they lost two big defensemen from last season the goaltending hasn't been good and now you have long-term injuries to both of your top pairing defensemen in dougie hamilton and jonas siegenthaler you're without your top two pairs of defensemen from last year so you're gonna make more mistakes on the blue line and when your goalies aren't making saves the mistakes you make more often than not, turn into goals conceded. So that is not a recipe for long-term success, and that is what has been happening to the New Jersey Devils. With that said, they're still very much in a race because they have such a good team of players. They're so talented, but they're not good enough on talent alone to, alone to make the playoffs. They need more, and they need more of a backbone on the blue line, more in, in goal. I think Luke Hughes is taking dramatic steps. Uh, John Marino is playing better. Uh, Seaman Namich has stepped in for the absence of Dougie Hamilton has probably been a better defenseman than Dougie. He's not a better hockey player at all, but he's definitely a better defender in general. Um, but there was, there was, there was a recent um, interview. I'm not sure who it was a French coach, one of an assistant coach for, I believe Vancouver Canucks. I'm not sure, but it was an interview he did with Eric Ballinger, former Canadian ice hockey center. Um, played in the NHL for a number of different teams and said that when your goaltending is not good, you can start packing up the season. Um, if there's no solution in goal, you really can't win in hockey. And the Devils, the fact that they've stuck around through this god-awful goaltending this 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 far along has been almost a miracle. Um, so it, it'd be hard to write them off with all the talent they have and say that they won't make the playoffs. If they get a little bit more stability in the net, then they should be a playoff team bar none. But it's hard to see that happening, too. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to be a bubble team until the end of the line. I think having a tougher schedule isn't as big of a deal as it sounds because they 
they tend to play better hockey against better teams. Um, I, I don't know if that's a mentality thing or if it's just they measure up when they get to uh, open up more of the ice and they skate more, and that happens against teams that don't pack it in defensively against them. Uh, that could very well be the case. But the fact of the matter is it's been underwhelming at best in New Jersey. And the home record, I, I know all about it. I've been to 10 games this year. I've seen them win twice. So it's been rough. All right. Well, that was sad. Uh, let's move on. I'm just kidding. I, I think, honestly, I think the Devils might sneak into wild card too. And that's, that's my uh, professional opinion. Uh, but let's, let's, let, let's head to uh, UBS Arena where you were last night, Will Jing, uh, where the New York Islanders took down the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime. Uh, this team, the top six and Dobson are absolutely lethal. Uh, the Islanders are one of five teams in the NHL with at least three players averaging a point per game or more. So this is not the Islanders of old. And I'm tired of people talking about how the Islanders are a boring defensive team. That's just not who they are anymore. You could say that last year, not this year. Uh, this is a team of offensive superstars paired with Noah Dobson and elite goaltending. That's the name of the game in Long Island now. Uh, my one gripe with this team is the special teams, especially the penalty kill. They have the fourth worst penalty kill in the league at 73%. But you could probably chalk that up to a bunch of defensive injuries, especially Pollock and Pellick. I mean, those those are your bread and butter on, on the blue line besides Noah Dobson. And uh, if they can get those guys back, and especially with the way that the new uh, recruit Mike Riley has been playing, Mike Riley has been fantastic for this team. Alex Romanov, 24 years old on the blue line, showed his sniper abilities last night. I didn't think that was possible. So I give the Islanders a solid B+. They have probably slightly exceeded expectations. Bo Horvat has certainly exceeded expectations from last year. Barzell and Dobson both put up four points last night. So how about that? Islanders get a B-plus from me. Will, what did you see last night and over the Islanders season? I'm going to go with a B-minus. I think that this... <laughs> Nick, again, with the facial reactions. Um, I think that this team has... A lot of solid players and a lot of good personnel. I think that they just, a lot of times they, they're there, but they end up losing, which is shown by their 10 overtime losses and their negative 11 point differential. I think that this team is, they're, they're not bad. They just never completely finish the job all the time. They did last night, but that's, you know, that's not what they're known for. And they do have 48 points. But again, I think it, I think that a lot of times it comes down to those down to the wire games. And unfortunately, they've lost 10. Um, they've lost more games than they've won in both overtime and shootouts. So I think that if they work on that, they have a shot to be a better team. But as of right now, uh, I'm going with a B minus. It's not uh, this. This is a ranking for which I'm not considering so much preseason expectations as I am just considering what I see on the ice right now. I think that's fair if and I think that's a good establishment of the criteria because I I was thinking at least B plus maybe A minus because this is this is about and look that I'm putting expectations into the equation for me personally. This is like best case scenario for the Islanders before the season. Can like am I wrong, Nick? Like no. if you would you would if I told you halfway through the season the Islanders would be in third in the metro behind the Hurricanes and Rangers. I mean, your first comment probably would have been a joke that they're ahead of the Devils. But after that, you would have been like, whoa, that's actually better than what I expected for this year. 
and that means they must be playing good hockey consistently uh, across the stretch. They've only won four games of their last 10, but they've had enough of a cushion now to say that they're firmly in the discussion for uh, the playoff race and, and ahead of the wild card at that. I don't think I would have put, I don't think anybody, mostly even Islanders fans, because they tend to be an honest bunch, wouldn't have put themselves above fourth in, in, in the division, uh, at least at this point in the division. Um, so for me, I think they, they have to acknowledge that Sorokin has been, a, has been, you know, as advertised and he's been the backbone of the team, the blue line, despite missing some key pieces has all had players who step up. And that's something that is something of a trend in the Islanders camp that when players are out, new pieces come in and step up and thrive. That speaks to me like they have a system that invites not only competition and at a healthy weight a rate, excuse me, but um, that promotes success from within the organization. I think that's a really good thing to have. And the fact that that, you know, has stood the test of time over several years now, even when COVID year they had everyone injured, they still found a way to be successful in the end. The Islanders have uh, sort of surprised me in that way. Uh, I think that they probably don't end the year in third in the division, but the fact that they've been this good to this point gives them enough reason to believe that they're going to be in the playoffs for sure. Um, I, obviously for sure is, is not guaranteed, but I think that they will be a playoff team. So I, I'm giving them an A minus. We will take that all day long, James Burley. Uh, well, let's hop on air force one. Let's go to the Capitol to visit the capitals. Uh, man, this team is a bit of an enigma for me because the defense has exceeded expectations despite Ovi and a bunch of the top six forwards drying up. Uh, Charlie Lindgren, how about that in goal? Outperforming Darcy Kemper. I don't think I have that on my bingo card this year. And Ovi leads the team with 27 points, right? That should tell you all you need to know. It's been a tough run for the Capitals and it's a tough Metro division. So I want to give them a little credit there. It is one of the harder divisions in the league, but man, if your team leader only has 27 points and I mean, you're just barely scraping by to win these games. I don't even know how they have these, this many points. I can't imagine it'll continue. I'm giving the Capitals a stone cold C minus because I don't know. What, what, what do you have? Will? I got uh, the Washington Capitals with the C minus as well. Negative 26 point differential. They had that. Their one bright spot was that little winning streak that they had earlier in the season. And then after that, everything just completely collapsed. Um, there's not much to, to, to speak good about with this team. Um, this team, I don't know, man, maybe they should have been close to making it on, uh, that Gary Bettman letter that you, you, you gave out earlier. So yeah, C, uh, C minus man. Yeah. I don't see him on here, but certainly close. What about you, James? I, 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 maybe I'm being a bit more generous. I'm going for a C plus, um, I don't think that they – I thought they were going to be closer to the Capitals in points than they actually are. Uh, I thought that the basement of the Metropolitan Division was going to be the Blue Jackets, Capitals, Flyers, and then everyone else was going to be in a race. Um, but the Capitals are only a couple points out of a playoff spot right now with two games in hand. So it's not the end of the world for them. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But the fact that they're still in contention for me says that they're at times playing better than the sum of their parts because after the likes – of Ovechkin and a couple other names, this team is not what it used to be. Not the team that used to run the Metropolitan Division year after year with the Penguins. The Ovechkin and Crosby rivalry has sort of subsided. While Ovechkin probably will catch Gretzky in the goals record, Crosby has stood the test of time. 
and has really um, spoken out as the better player of his generation. Um, those two guys, it's sort of sort of taking a Messi Ronaldo type of path, if if you will, uh, in, in that way. And I kind of love that it has just because I'm a soccer guy. But the point being, the Capitals don't have one guy to turn to. It's not even Ovechkin. It's not even, you know, they don't they don't have that piece anymore. So they do get a lot of contributions consistently from a good five or six guys across the board. And that's how they get their few wins. But they, they're not going to have enough steam to make the playoffs long term, but they're better than I thought they would be. And a lot of that has been Charlie Lindgren, who has really come in and has been one of the surprises of the season in goal for the Capitals. Um, and just looking back, who were the two worst uh, goaltenders in the National Hockey League this year? Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek, who at one time, once upon a time, split the start for the Washington Capitals. They got rid of both of them. Terrific business. They knew the Leafs didn't. The Devils didn't. They both made mistakes. The Capitals do good business. They're, they put themselves in a position to be a bad team that should be tanking that isn't tanking. So for that, they get a C+. Plus. They won't be in the playoffs. And dear God, if Evgeny Kuznetsov could score points, then maybe they'd actually be in a playoff race for real. But that the fact that they're still in the discussion is, is more than enough for them. All right, let's head to the city of brotherly love where the Philadelphia Flyers are having a shockingly impressive season. Uh, Travis Konechny is tied with Simon Holmstrom for shorthanded goals. And actually, the Philadelphia Flyers lead the NHL in shorthanded goals. Just a little fun fact there. How about Katahat having a career year with a 9-11 save percentage? And Samuel Urson also splitting games with him, doing extremely well. It seems like the Tortorella system is working. And hey, this might be a team that wasn't ready for the playoffs in a playoff spot. So how about that? Uh, the, the one thing that I do... Uh, want to take away from them is they have the worst power play in the league get ready for this it's at 11.4 percent that's really really bad i don't know the last time I've, seen, I've seen a team with an 11.4 percent uh power play percentage james I'll, I'll give you the first uh the first take on this one where do you have the philadelphia flyers because i have them at an a minus i had an a i had an a and look maybe maybe i'm being a little bit more fooled by my preseason expectations for all these but if you told me that this is I'm, I'm going to echo a lot about what I said about the the uh, the Islanders, you told me that the Flyers were going to be in a playoff spot at this point in the season. I would not have believed you. But I said this before on the podcast it, it, and, 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 and it's happened when I saw the Devils play the Flyers. I absolutely love the way John Tortorella has set this team up, not only because he stood up for Kevin Hayes, who's not even his player anymore, it, with that whole spat with the reporter about the whole Cutter Gauthier thing. I think that his attention to detail defensively in the neutral zone is one of the best systems of defense I've seen a team schematically have in a long time. While they don't have great goal scores, they really don't. Travis Konechny is is like to have him as your, as your top point getter is not that inspiring. It really isn't. He's a great player. I'm not taking anything away from him, but he's like a second liner at best for a team that wants to go to the Stanley Cup, for a team that wants to be a playoff team realistically in the Metropolitan Division. But the fact that they've become better than the sum of their parts, have a positive goal differential, and Carter Hart has been good enough to keep them at that level, they play such a good neutral zone trap that Tortorella and his old school style of hockey is always going to want to promote. I Look, I, 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 and I have some things I don't love about John Tortorella, but 
the fact that he was the coach of the Rangers and 2012's cup run for the Devils made that series more interesting, made it more fun, made it more scrappy. And that's just such a Philadelphia Flyers identity. When I think of Tortorella, I think of that era of the Rangers. And I think that the Flyers, this specific group of players, to have that identity, have that style, is the only way that they're going to be successful. I don't think they're a playoff team in the, at the end of the day. I think they're going to have to get better players. But to have Jamie Drivesdale now, join this team, one of the best young defensemen in the NHL, is going to give them such good legs in their own zone that they're already one of the best teams defensively in the National Hockey League. I, I think that the future is super, super bright for Philly. I don't think they're going to do anything more than maybe sneaking into the playoffs this year, but I didn't think they were going to come anywhere close to that. I have to give them an A. I'm going to go with a B because I, I I get it. They're surpassing expectations. But again, to me, it's more about what I see than what I'm expecting from this team. So um, I'll give them a B because this team does have a winning record. But on the other hand, they are three and four and three in their last 10 games. So there's a good and there's a bad. They kind of been sliding. Um, they've had some good wins. They've had some bad losses. And I think it's just they're they're very mediocre right now i think they're like definition mediocre um as a team as a whole and they could make the playoffs um if they do i think it would be just a very you know very much of a just sneaking in and probably getting bounced in the first round max winning one game in the first round so um b for this team not not great not bad and i guess we'll see where this team goes because this team could go you know really far up really far down or just stay in the middle all right, well, let's head to Western Pennsylvania, where the Pittsburgh Penguins reside in the Steel City. Uh, what's my problem with Pittsburgh? There's no one under 30 in their top seven scorers. What is that? That's absolutely ridiculous for a team. I'm counting Jen Gensel as 30, even though he's 29. Just, just let me make my point, because that, whatever. Um, their goaltending, though, is the sixth best in the league, and I don't think anyone expected that. So kudos there. Uh, but... This is a team very much like the Capitals, who's playing better than the Capitals, but they're over the hump. Uh, I think they're making, they missed the playoffs last year just barely. I think they'll do the same this year. Um, Sid is having another fantastic year, uh, but man, the Malkin, Gensel, Sid sort of trio, they're not going to get any better than they are right now. So I don't see the Penguins making any ridiculous leaps, even despite adding Eric Carlson in the offseason. I give the Penguins a solid B. What about you, Will? I'm going to go with a C for this team. I think this team, like their other Pennsylvania counterpart in the Flyers, they're very mediocre. I think that um, like the like the Lightning, except more of an extreme version, this team's dynasty years are way past them. And I think that we've kind of slowly seen them fall and fall and fall. And now they're, you know, sixth in the Metro. There's, I don't think there's any shot this team makes the playoffs. And this team is... This team is a surprisingly good point differential, I will say, for where they are, plus fourteen. But I mean, they're they're tw they've won twenty games, lost twenty games. This team is just they're they're bound to go nowhere, and I don't see as much of a potential upside for them as I do in the Flyers. I I agree the potential upside for the Flyers is better, um, and and for that reason, I'm gonna go with a a, a C plus for the Penguins. I. I think that they have been a little bit more in the conversation than a lot of people would have thought before the season started. But to me, they're they're just so reminiscent of that team that they that they were last year. They're going to be close. 
Like the, this, this division race in both the Metropolitan and the Atlantic, the wild card race is going to run down to the wire. Um, and, and, and it's going to be, honestly, it's going to be really fun. I think we're going to get a couple surprises on the way. And the Penguins could be that team just out of their experience. And that's what we thought was going to happen last year, you know, because they'd been there every year, because the, it's just Sidney Crosby, his will to win. You think it's just going to change things. And the fact that he's still a point per game player at this point in his career, phenomenal, absolute legend. We are so blessed to be able to grow up watching this guy play hockey. I hated him my whole life. I still do, but I respect the crap out of him because just because he's that good. And he's been able to sort of propel this team, him and Gensel uh, together. That, that top line is really something special. But after that, no longer the teams of the, the mid to late 2010s that, again, could hurt you with their top three lines and had a fourth line that could grind out like no other. Um, the fact of the matter is they're not that team anymore. They did bring in some some reinforcements on defense when you think of Eric Carlson and Ryan Graves, but neither of those guys jump out on the page as like big, big stay-at-home defense guys. Ryan Graves is really good two ways. Eric Carlson's a great point getter, but he, you never expect him to get as many points as he had last season in San Jose. So while they made good business over the offseason and have maybe taken a step or two towards getting back to where they were, they're too, still too similar to me for last year. The C-plus average team at best with some really solid goaltending Tristan Jari ninth I believe in goals saved above expected per 60 um so they have a good foundation uh, I think they have some pieces to build off moving forward but they're past their due and it's going to be a big changing of the guard before they're really successful ever again in this league good team not a great team they haven't shown enough growth C plus all right well you ready we're talking about the Broadway blue shirts we're talking about the New York Rangers this team wins games even when they're not playing their best. It's absolutely ridiculous. The goaltending has been more than serviceable between Igor Shosturkin and Jonathan Quick. It seems like Quick was taking up the mantle of the better goaltender in the first half of the first half. Igor has now taken over, uh, as we expected, as the premier starting goaltender. Uh, Panarin's an absolute beauty, even, even though he's not playing in the All-Star game because he's having a kid, which kudos to you, Breadman. Uh, but man, this team is the best power play percentage in the league. Even when they do lose games, it doesn't seem like they're going on skids. I give this team, I was teetering between an A- minus and an A, considering what happened last night. But I'm going to give the Rangers a solid A. If you're at the top of the Metro, you're doing something right. So yeah, the Rangers get a solid A for me. I guess I'll go next as our, wait, James, are you are, you're a Devils fan or what, what, what team are you a fan of? I'm a Devils fan, big guy. Don't even rope me in with the Rangers. Don't even think right, about it. So I'm the resident Rangers fan here, and this might be biased, but I'm going to go with a B. Because this team, as every single year, is starting to show signs of choking. And this whole season, I've been talking to Lou and Jack about it, our Rangers beat reporters at WFEV. I've spoken to other people about it, and everybody's like, you're a little bit too pessimistic about this team. And I'm like, just you wait. And lo and behold, here comes a new year, and the Rangers, I don't believe they've won in, in they they haven't won in the new year. They lost to the Blues, the Canucks. Uh oh, wait, they did beat the Blackhawks. Excuse me. They beat the Blackhawks, who don't don't get me started. They you give up five goals to the Blues. Like, how do you I I I just I was watching part of the game yesterday, I just turned it off. And it, the this team's defense is so horrendously bad and Igor I'll give him a little bit of a pass because some people are saying he might be hurt so if he's hurt I understand and hopefully he'll get back on track 
But right now, I think if you're the Rangers, if you're Peter Laviolette, you should be playing Jonathan Quick if that's the case. Let Igor heal. And when he's 100%, let him get back and let him be the Igor that we all know him to be. And get this team to play some defense, please. And then I also need Mika Zibanejad to be more consistent. And I, 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 need, I need Lafreniere to be more consistently good. He was a former number one pick. We need Capo and Capo uh, Caco and he will come back. There's a slew of things that are wrong with this team, and while none of them, other than just the team defense as a whole, um, are glaring, they all add up. And so, to me, it's just it seems like another season where this Rangers team is going to go into the playoffs with some hope, and then first or second round, it's bye bye. I think there's a big hole in the team for the New York Rangers. You know, as good as they've been, we've got to be honest here, Blake Wheeler does not belong in the top six for this team. He's been serviceable in moments, but if they had one more top six caliber winger, um, you know, a, and, and they didn't just bring in someone for the sake of bringing in someone, like I kind of felt they did with Patrick Kane last year, they make a more meaningful move, someone who could potentially, you see, sticking around longer and being, you know, a, a 20 to 30 goal score, uh, 60 to 70 point score in your top six long term to play next to the likes of Zabanajad and Panarin. Um, I think then you're looking at a much, much, much more scary New York Rangers team. And that's already to say that they've been one of the best teams in the league consistently all year long. They've come through a bit of a skid with the new year, but they have to get an A. They have to get, they're getting an A flat from me. A, because they took the division by storm. They, they've made the Metropolitan Division theirs for the entirety of this season from start to this point. I think they won't end on top, but to, to this point, they've been that good. They've been the class of the division, and the biggest reason is in that goaltending. They have probably the best goaltender in the world in Igor Shosturkin, and then they have one of the best veterans, one of the best American goaltenders of all time, one of the, one of the most classy, best goalies in the league for the last 15, 10, 15 years in Jonathan Quick, who has somehow managed to capture some of that magic and and be a, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Zoom is doing tricks for Nick Palmer over there as I'm talking about Johnny Quick for him and satirizing his bravado. The point is, Johnny Quick has been uh, an absolute gift to the Rangers. Uh, if they had a little bit more depth in their top six, then they would be super, super scary. The blue line is always going to have issues when, you know, the, the just the, the makeup of their blue line is, is very much risky in terms of the players that they have. And the, those those issues are never going to be fully sorted out when Adam Fox is playing 25, 26 minutes of the game. He's that important of a player to have on the ice, but he's not going to pay attention to some of the things defensively in your own blue line. That's going to happen. The same goes with Truba and Miller. Miller doesn't have the attention to those details. And that's why he's paired with Truba. That's why Lindgren's paired with Fox. But you need to have those guys out on the ice as, mu as much as you want to. And while I love, I hate that I'm saying this, I love Peter Laviolette's, once again, like uh, John Tortorella. My two least favorite teams have coaches' defensive schematic systems that I really appreciate because they go back to roots of old-style hockey that make it tough for teams that love to skate through the neutral zone because they clog up that area of the ice, and it makes the Rangers successful. They haven't found a lot of success defensively lately. If they get back to those details, some players, important players for that system are going to have to come back off of injury, including Philip Hedl, including Capo Caco, two really good two-way forwards. Um, Mika Zibanejad is day-to-day -day right now. So you get Trocek playing back with the players he's used to playing with. You get Johnny Brzezinski playing back with the players he's used to playing with. 
um, and who I think should be at the NHL level long-term by now, at least. So the Rangers have done a lot of things right. Some things aren't going their way at the moment, but you have to look at what they've done and, and appreciate it. Just as, just as a hockey fan, knowing the Metropolitan Division, as hard as it is, the Rangers get an A. Yeah. There it is. Like the it. Rangers get an A. And by the way, Zoom was making like little heart emoticons, but it wasn't yes. because I was making a heart shape. It was because it actually heard the name Jonathan Quick and then started making That's why. Uh, the heart. Marty Brodor. It doesn't work. No, see, it doesn't work. It's only the Jonathan Quick. Uh, let's move on to Boston, uh, where we're talking about the Bruins. James, I told you, it only responds to Jonathan Quick. See, I told you. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Boston Bruins. Uh, they lost Patrice Bergeron and Krejci, all right? So people were looking at this team and they said, oh, there's no way they're going to go on the run that they went on last year. They start the year exactly where they left off. Th this team has some really solid contracts. I mean, it's just great signings all around. Uh, but an incredible home record at TD Garden, as you'd expect. Incredible goaltending, best tandem in the league. And the great thing about starting off so hot is that you can afford to lose a few games. And that's what the Bruins did. They had a couple, they had a rough week or two, and now they're swinging right back. I don't think anyone expects the Bruins to be missing the playoffs. They're picking up right where they left off, as I said. The Bruins get an A for me. It was tough between an A- and an A, considering how things went like a month or two ago. But now they're right back in the swing of things. The Bruins are a force to be reckoned with. I see them at the top of the Atlantic, no questions asked. What do you think, Jamesy? Yeah, A plus. This is a, this is an A plus for the Bruins, and I expected things to go a little bit differently this year, um, and they haven't. So I, I I think there's there's not more I can say. Their top line includes Pavel Zaka, and they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. So for me, they get an A plus just for that. But they've also had they have probably the most electric player in the Eastern Conference this year, and David Pasternak. They have the best tandem goalie system i have i have seen in my life really um and i i love having just the one-two punch of yes we have the vesna winner from last year also we have the front runner for the vesna this year as our backup so th it's just unfair how good this team can be i see some issues long term on the blue line but like they haven't shown that themselves so the Bruins... how about mcavoy though how about mcavoy he's having i know mcavoy's having a ridiculous year They've got Kevin Shattenkirk, who's having one of the best seasons he's had in several years, and Hampus Lindholm's on their second pairing. Like this is a really good team, top to bottom, that um, is built for long-term success, even without their their two most foremost leaders from the from the uh, the era of yesteryear gone. They still keep that same uh, culture, same strategy, and they and they don't look like they're going away anytime soon. A plus. I'm gonna go with an A minus. Um, because th this, I think, I guess does have a little bit of bias from what I expected out of them, but at the same time, this, this team, I feel like every year we know they're going to be good. No matter what they're making the playoffs, they're going to be probably the one seed, um, by the end of the year, maybe the two seed if Florida catches up to them, but this team is always up there, always one of the best teams. And as you said, James, top to bottom, excellent team, excellent goaltending. The only thing is they're... They've lost five games in the last 10, and I don't think they've beat – they lost to Vegas last night. They haven't been able to beat the Rangers. So I do see a little bit of a thing where maybe they have a problem where they just can't beat some of the top teams. That's my only concern with them, um, you know, when it comes to playoff time. But 
as of right now, this team is is still one of the best teams, still probably a top uh, a top Stanley Cup contender. So I'm gonna give them an A minus. All right, the secretary of slap shots really gives it tough to uh, to everyone here. But let's move on. We're halfway through. Uh, we're gonna speed it up a little bit. Let's talk about the Red Wings here. Alex Lyon playing shockingly very well in net, but other than that, very middle of the road team in both special teams and five on five. Kane has not been notable. I think Larkin and Debrinkat are the highlights of this team, but it's really just a top forward line, very heavy team. It's it's the top line or bust for the Red Wings. And if they're producing on a given night, I think they'll do well. If they're not, they fall flat. I give the Red Wings a flat C. What about you, Will? I'm gonna go with a B minus for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they've had some they've had some good days and they've had some bad days in this season. Um, I believe last year they were like bottom of the Eastern Conference. So definitely an improvement from that. And I think that you know, if, if they keep this this upward trend, uh, maybe this team could be pretty good in the next few years. But um, right now they have some work to do. You know, um, they've lost more games than they, they've won this, this season. But I will say credit to them for being better than they were last year because that was horrendous last year. Yeah, I think they the way that they started the season kind of, you know, took everybody, got everybody's attention for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go B minus as well. You know, because they started that that well, they still have something of a, of a of of a message to send to the rest of the teams they're still not out of the playoff race i don't think they're going to make the playoffs in the end but i think some of that is because of bringing patrick kane in they've kind of disrupted what was so good about the debrinkat uh larkin and um and lucas raymond pairing that was scoring so many points they've they brought debrinkat to play in the second line with patrick kane i think that was kind of a mistake from on Derek Lalonde's part i i i Ideally, you know, they keep all those three guys together and they keep scoring points at the way that they have. They, they, this is a deep team, top to bottom, but they don't have as much firepower outside of their first line to really generate points at a high level. They've gotten good goaltending. They've gotten decent defense, but they're an older team outside of Moritz Sider on the defensive side of things. So they, they really don't have much legs on the blue line and a lot of that burden has been shouldered onto Devin Levi, James Reimer, and for a part of the season, Villa Husso. So I'm going to go B minus. They're better off than I thought they were going to be, but I don't think they're going to do anything more than be a middle of the road team for this year. Uh, I think they're going to have more to say in the years in the future. Now I'm as the professor of puck, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stingy with the A pluses that I give out. However, I'm going to give my first one right now. Let's talk about the Winnipeg Jets, the best team in the league. Everyone clowned on them for keeping all the veterans, but who's laughing now? Connor Hellebuck is a god. They are fantastic five on five. The special teams need to be worked on. 76% kill. That's not great. It's not fantastic. I think that's actually in the bottom 10 or so of the league. Other than that, this team is ridiculous on even ice. I'm... I don't know how they're doing it. They they didn't add a lot of pieces. They didn't add much. Maybe it took getting rid of guys like Blake Wheeler to really get this team to lock in. A-plus Winnipeg Jets. I had you at the bottom of the central. You proved me wrong. So, well done. I guess I'll jump in. Uh, I'm going to give – James, where are you going to go? Or No, 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 no. You're, you're good. I'm just trying to think what I'm going to give them oh, if it's not okay. an A-plus. I'm going to give this team an A-plus as well. Um, massive jump from last year. Um, below 100 goals against somehow, plus 44-point differential, eight-game winning streak. Can't say a lot more uh, good things about this team right now. 
I would say right now they're 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 probably one of the top three favorites to win the Stanley Cup. They're just on fire, and uh, I I don't I don't know who's going to slow them down right now to be honest. So A plus, great job to this team. I I'm going to go A plus. I've tried to think of a, a way in my head where I couldn't do it, but I have to. Um, the only team that's lost fewer games in regulation is the Boston Bruins. Um, no team has more than twenty eight uh, wins. No. This is the class of the Western Conference at the moment. And yeah, no one really saw that coming. But the fact is, the pieces have been there for a while for this team to be that good, and, and they just haven't. So um, the fact that it's coming to fruition now is, is I'm very happy for the people of Manitoba. Um, Connor Hellebuck being the best goalie in the world at the moment is, is what has helped. He's had the best season so far. Um, I really am starting to look back at some of the things I said and that the, the Devils would be better off not investing in him. I think that sounds silly now, um, but, you know, I can't read the future, but I can read the present. The present says the Jets are on top. They get an A+. Plus. May well, I just add that what a steal for for them getting Brassois from Vegas. I mean, he's hmm. saved over 92% of goals this season. Um, same thing with Hellebuck. So their goaltending is also top-notch. Yeah. All right. Well, t- talking about a team that's uh... – sort of uh, in a wishy-washy position, but certainly doing better than I thought is the Nashville Predators. Uh, I sort of had them tapering off, but honestly, the additions of Nyquist and O'Reilly worked out so well. They are the second and third highest scoring players on the team. So signing them both as free agents, just really a a top-class move. My only problem is you say, Saros, what happened, man? I mean, you were supposed to be a top-three goaltender in the league, and now... You can't, you're a piece of Swiss cheese. You have so many holes. Um, but seriously, I, I, if he think, if he can figure it out in the second half, which I think he can, Nashville might be able to sneak into that wild card two spot. They're doing better than expected. So I give Nashville a B. How about you, Will? I'm going to give Nashville a, this, this is hard, but I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them a B minus. I think that, Again, another team that has surpassed my expectations, but um, just could be better overall. I don't think this team is going to, unfortunately, I don't think this team is going to sneak into the playoffs, but I think this team is going to be right outside of there. I think that this team is like kind of the the flyers of, of the Western Conference, kind of mediocre. Um, they can be good teams. I believe they beat the Rangers earlier this, this season, so um, they have their bright spots, but they're just not in that upper echelon. And I think you can see that when you look at the central division standings, because they're eight points behind the Dallas Stars who are in the seat above them. Yeah, I'm going to go B minus as well. I think they're um, they're going to be in a fight for the wild card, but ultimately lose out when teams like the Oilers really kick into gear. Um and I think that they're going to have a tough go of it with some teams in the central as well. The blues and coyotes, I wouldn't rule out at all. Uh, for me, it, it was, it's about the goaltending a lot. Soros is the foundation of this team. And you have a goaltender like that with that profile, you expect him to perform better than this. And you really can only be successful when that goaltender is on his game. Um, I'm, I'm feeling a similar vibe as the, just the ways in which John Gibson's time has been wasted in Anaheim, I was gonna I was gonna compare him to Hellebuck, but even more so um, with Gibson because I think that this Nashville team hasn't looked great since you know the the down the 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 back end downstretch of that Cup run in 2017. So 
they've kind of been struggling for that since then, since the Pecorina days and, and Yusei Saros came in. It was a seamless transition from world-class goalie to world-class goalie. And they still have that. But when he's not on, there's no way this team can be successful long-term. And even when they've found um, good moments here and there, including like a win against the Rangers that you wouldn't expect them to to be winning, that's um, you got to give them some credit for what they've done. But without the goaltending, they're not going to be that good. B-minus is, is just the way I see it. Fair enough. Let's move to St. Louis, uh, where we talk about the Blues. Now, the top it's a top-line team again in Thomas Buchnevich and Cairo. Bennington's playing surprisingly well. Uh, but no depth at all. I don't think it'll serve them well late in the season. They're barely scraping by. I don't have the Blues making the playoffs. I give them a C. James, where do you have St. Louis? I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight into C as well. I mean, you say it's a little bit of a surprise that Bennington's playing well. I I don't like him at all, but I think he's a decent netminder. Uh, he's 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 he, you would expect him to be you know slightly above average in terms of goals saved above expected when compared to you know the middle of the pack goaltenders in the NHL, and that's what he's been. Um, and ideally, the Blues should be playing good enough hockey around him. Uh, but the players that they have outside of their top six just really don't scream like a team that's going to score points and support their goaltender like that. I think they're similar to the to the Predators and the way that they're made up and, and that they're going to have that foundational piece in net. I think Bennington's less reliable than Saros, but he's been more so this year. But the Blues have been worse on the ice at five on five, especially than the Predators have. Um, I, I really love Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, especially. Um, they're special players. You can build on moving forward, but if those are the two central guys to your forward core at success, you need help around those guys way more than just them two, even in just the top six in order to be successful, especially when the central and Pacific divisions are as loaded at the top as they are. There's three clear favorites in each of those divisions. If you want to compete with those guys You've got to invest more at top end scoring. And right now the blues just do not have that straight into C. I'm going to go with a C as well. Um, you kind of, the last part of what you said, James, is basically exactly what I was going to say. Um, like the Predators, they're not going to crack that top three. I think the top three in the central division is really clearly defined. And I think the blues, again, they're, they're like the Predators. It's not too much to say. They're a poor road team. Um, they somehow have a winning record. I think it's just because at the bottom of the division, you just have the Blackhawks who are just out here handing out free wins, like like Santa giving out gifts. And um, so I, I don't have too much to say about the Blues. They have a lot of work to do. All right. Well, let's go up to Calgary, where I was just having a long discussion with my Flames friend, John. Uh, he's not too bullish on the Flames. I can't say I am either. I, w- I will give them a couple positives. Sharon Govich and Zary as the new additions have been great. I think Markstrom is playing serviceably, despite a lot of the trade rumors circling around him. He could be a devil. Uh, but despite that, I think Huberdeau costing $10.5 million a season for the next seven years and just not producing at all is trouble. And when the leading scorer on the team is Blake Coleman and Elias Lindholm isn't at the top of that list with Huberdeau, I think it changes in order. The Flames mm-hmm. are not making the playoffs. They're a C-minus team at best for me. What I'm going to go. Oh, Nick, what did you say at the end? Uh, go ahead, Will. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to give this team a D plus. This team, I feel like they've dropped so much in the last couple of years. I remember they were like a one seed at one point a few years ago. And now it's just the, the, the team that was, you know, at the top of the Pacific division is long gone. Um, this team has lost more games than they've won. They have a, a 
ton of trade rumors surrounding them. And I, as far as I'm concerned, they had not been making the moves they need to make. So to me, part of it is on the way they've been playing on the ice. And part of this is just management not doing their job up there in Calgary. So for me, it's a D plus for them. I'm going to go with a straight D actually. Um, and mostly because this team is going to look very different after the trade deadline. Um, they're they're going to do a fire sale. This season is a lost cause unless they rack up points. And I mean, in their next eight games, they might have to win all eight, you know, ahead of the all-star break in order for them not to, to go through a fire sale. This team is clearly going through a changing of the guard. Um, it could be as crazy as they get rid of you know, two of their top defensemen in Tanev and Hannafin, as well as their goaltender. Uh, and they could as very well ship off a guy like Elias Lindholm. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to look very different after this. They have been, you know, somewhat successful. They got a strong team of players. I look at their roster. There should be a better team than they are. They, yeah, Igor Sharangovich, I love the guy. He had an even strength goal, power play goal, and shorthanded goal last night for a hat trick. What a baller but the team just isn't that good overall. They're not going to be in the playoffs. And for that reason, they're going to sell off this team. And yeah, D. All right. Well, let's go down to the desert where things have not been looking good the last couple of years. Let's talk about the Coyotes where they're a young team. They're only getting better, but the offense have tapered off since the beginning of the year when people were calling them a wild card team. Clayton Keller has always been a beauty. He has 35 points on the season. He just needs the rest of the team to mature around him with guys like Logan Cooley really not stepping up. It's his first year. Give him some time. I thought uh, Bejmelka and, and Connor Ingram have actually been very good between the pipes. Uh, the team just needs more expertise, and I wouldn't be shocked if we saw Connor Ingram in the All-Star game. That's my hot take for you guys. I give the Coyotes a B- minus because I had them in the basement in Mullet Arena, but they're showing a couple signs of life. Where do you have the Coyotes, James? I Again, I don't want to get roped into expectations and all. I'm going to give them a C plus. I think they've been slightly above average compared to what they should be. Um, I think they've, they're, they're a team that skates really well, so I got to respect that. Um, they cover ground, and, and you know they're not the most talented top to bottom. I think Carol Vimelka is one of the more underrated goaltenders who kind of gets hung out to dry and, and has been for the past couple seasons that he's been the goaltender there. Um, but I, I've liked what I've seen from the Coyotes, and they they show me that they can be a force in the Central Division for the next two, three years. I think they're just one or two years away from that window. But then, then on the other hand, they could get caught into being, you know, that team that's like almost there for so many years, like the Buffalo Sabres, and they could regress back into that. So I'm, I'm a bit bullish about their chances, but I'm not super bought in. They get a C+. Plus. I'm going to go with a D+. Plus. This team is a little bit below average at about everything, in my opinion, and that's why they're getting that grade. Not super great offensively, not super great on the faceoff, not super great defensively, and it shows in the standings and where they're at, um, below the Predators and the Blues. And I just, I, I think this team, again, like some of the other teams um, that we've spoken about, they could be good in a few years, but right now it's not that time. And so, yeah, D+. plus. Well, let's get cracking on the cracking. Uh, let's talk about this team that where recency bias might have something to do with it. So I'm going to try and leave that out. But an eight game heater and Joey Decord being an absolute brick wall. I love this guy. I love the interviews he does. Uh, Vince Dunn leads the point in teams, uh, leads the team in points as a defenseman. So that's pretty unique. And my one problem is it's a really weak other five defenders. 
We'll see what happens with Decord. If he ends up being a revelation, then fantastic, because goaltending has been the issue. I don't think they trust Philip Grubauer to do anything. So, yeah, Joey Decord will be the answer for this team, I feel like. Make or break. I give the Kraken a B plus. Well done very recently. I think they have a shot of making the wild card. How about you, James? Yeah, I think they have a shot at making the wild card. I'm not going to let recency bias cloud me, though. They've won eight in a row. I'm going to go with a C plus just because I think that once the Oilers really – the Oilers, I mean, they're on a heater right now, but we expected the Oilers to have that, you know, have that come come around moment where they just start winning games and they'll stop. Um, it's a bit more of a surprise with the Kraken. I think the Kraken could very well sweet, sweet, uh, sneak into wild card number two. I'm going to go C+. Joey Decord has been a very good surprise, and I thought that they uh, did a really good job with the Winter Classic this year. Good 3 nothing win. I think this team has been doing really well recently. I'm going to give them a B. I think they will sneak into the wild card, um, and not just because of recency bias, but because, you know, they have – well, I guess this is a little bit of recency bias. They had the experience of going – uh, more than just around, uh, more than just making the playoffs. Uh, last year they they won some games. Um, they couldn't get it done against. Excuse me, against I believe it was Dallas. So, but Dallas is an excellent team. So, um, this team has some work to do, but they are better than where the standings show they are. So, I'm gonna give them a solid B. All right. Well, you were just talking about the Oilers, James. So you want to talk about the Oilers? Let's talk about the Oilers. They have the second best record in the NHL since their coaching change on November 11th. Their top line is absolutely disgusting. No one expected anything different, which means that they have to rely on Stuart Skinner to keep them in games. And just like the Kraken, obviously an absolute heater of nine games. This team looks unstoppable. We were just waiting. It was a matter of time for the Oilers and now they're here and they're terrifying. And honestly, I have the Oilers winning the Pacific over the Vancouver Canucks, who we will mm. get into later. I have the Edmonton Oilers winning the Pacific. I give them an A minus so far. If they continue on this type of play, I could see them finishing the year with an A plus. What do you, where do you have Connor McDavid and his cronies? Will Jen? I'm going to go with a minus. I think that this team like, like you said, James, earlier, they were at the bottom earlier this season, but now they're slowly but very steadily climbing these ranks. And I could see them. I don't know if I see them overtaking the Canucks. That's quite a ways to go. But I could see them becoming a top three team for sure. Um, definitely a threat to the Stanley Cup as well. You know, Connor McDavid, you never count this man out. Um, and then for last year's reigning champions, the Golden Knights, they were, in my opinion, the biggest challenge. So um, I think Edmonton has a really good shot to do well the rest of the season, A-. minus. I'll say this about the Oilers that we haven't already said. Um, I I didn't think that they made the right decision initially when they fired Jay Woodcroft. I thought he did a lot of good things with the Oilers. They played more like a team than they ever had in the Connor McDavid era when he w was coaching them last season. And, and it was the first time ever last year that we thought, man, the Oilers really could make a cup run because of that, because they had some decent goaltending with Skinner. Skinner started the season off horribly in goal, has now stabilized and have been consistently one of the best over the last 15 or so games. So I have to give the Oilers, I'm going to go A- minus because I do think they're going to be here for the long run. I don't think they take over the Canucks in the Pacific Division because I think the Golden Knights take over the Canucks in the Pacific Division, and they're going to win that. So that's just what I have it for now, but I digress.
Okay, well, let's move to my home state, home city of Los Angeles, California. Stark Ducks. I'm joking. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I said city, not Anaheim. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Kings, where they are on a seven-game loss streak that has not been fun. Uh, but this team needs production from the bottom six forwards if they want to get back into the win column. I will say. Yes, it's a seven-game loss streak. Four of those are in overtime, so that's four points. Uh, but they started this year with an NHL record-setting road win streak at the beginning of the year, going something crazy like 13-0-1 on the road. And the defense has been the best in the league, I would argue. They let in the fewest goals allowed, and they boast the highest penalty kill percentage in the league. So really good stuff from the defense. Cam Talbot is also having a career year. He won the All-Star selection for the LA Kings. But I would like to see some more production from the Kaliev and Dubois line if the Kings are to maintain a playoff spot. I give them a B plus because I think that they've exceeded expectations. They just need to maintain those expectations as they move into 2024. James, where do you have my hometown Kings? I'm, I got them with an A, man. I got them with an A. Um, and I think a big part of that is because of Cam Talbot. Uh, the, he's, he's not only helped my fantasy team along quite a bit, but he has been a revelation, uh, actually, because you you didn't think you were going to get that, that level of goaltending out of him. You thought that the Kings were going to be one of those teams that, you know, they don't have the firepower of the Oilers, but at five on five, they can outskate them. And now they've had that and they're still that team very much. But you add a, 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 a top five goalie in the league right now into that system and it's and it's successful in the long term. Now, I, I look at their their competition in the division. They're not as good as the Canucks on paper. They're not as good as the Knights on paper, and they're not as good as the Oilers, but they're going to be right in that mix with them for the rest of the season. If not for the Canucks just getting points in every game, seemingly, uh, I think the Kings would have a, a, a good uh, reasonable to reasonable um, expectation to be firmly in the top three in that division, but I think they're going to be easily wildcard number one in the West, if not third in the Pacific, um, and I think that's better than what a lot of people picked them for this year, just because they're one of those teams that's always sort of in limbo. And, and this is coming off the backs of a seven-game losing streak. So they're playing some of their worst hockey now, but they're still in that discussion. So I think once they turn a corner again and get back to their best, um, they're going to really make the Pacific Division fun to watch. I think we're going to get five playoff teams out of the Pacific. I'm going to go with a B um, just because of their slide recently. But to make you happy, Nick, I do think this team will still make the playoffs. I think they will still make the playoffs. I think they're still a very, very solid team. I think it's just a recent slide that they've been on. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, they beat the Panthers, right? Uh, no, they lost to the Panthers. Uh, no, they lost overtime. to the Okay. Well, never yes, mind. We No, well, we're getting points. Sorry, not we. That Los Angeles Kings are getting points against teams they need to. They just can't close it out in overtime or the shootout. That's fair. Um, and honestly, the... This team surprisingly has only 10 regulation losses, might I add, which uh, is, I think, tied for third in the league. So that's a good sign for them. Also a very good point differential, which shows me that they're probably just uh, winning those games that they do win by a lot. And then the losses are probably coming by a small margin. So I think that this team does definitely still have hope. Don't count them out. Um, they beat the team that is above them in the standings in the Golden Knights earlier in the season. So um, this is definitely not a loss cause of a team, and I could definitely see them even winning a first-round uh, matchup in the playoffs. 
All right, well, you just talked about the Golden Knights. You want to talk about the Golden Knights, Will? Let's talk about the Golden Knights. Uh, this team is hilarious right now. I love that they're terrible. I, I love to hate Vegas. It's one of my... It's one of my greatest hobbies. You're the reigning NHL champs, okay? You showed that you had no Stanley Cup hangover by destroying the Western Conference at the beginning of the year. This team was absolutely unstoppable. Then you get pumped three goose by the Kraken in the NHL Winter Classic, losing a ton of games recently. The talent is there. But even with the goaltenders of Thompson and Hill coming back, can they turn things around? It feels like they can. But right now, it's Eichel and Stone against the world. Uh, Vegas is a team that plays on the rush. But if your defense can't get you the puck on the breakout, that won't work. It's a team that plays transition hockey. But if your defense can't transition the puck for you, you're in big trouble. Uh, dude, Vegas, I'm I'm hoping they continue this awful streak of hockey. I don't think they will. They won't. But man, if they do, it would be fun to watch. Uh, will, I'm going to give you the first jab at Vegas. I give them a B. I'm going to give this team a B plus. I think they're slightly better than Vegas right now, although they are on a uh they are 3 and 7 in their last 10. This is probably the team I know uh, I know the most about apart from the Rangers. I think that this team does have a lot of depth, but one of their pro they have a few problems. One is a lot of times they don't capitalize on the massive amount of opportunities they generate. I think um I think Jack Eichel is such a great player, but he is a very good facilitator and not as good of a scorer. I think that's an area where he could work on. Um, yeah, Nick, I think I think Jack Eichel could definitely be a better scorer. I think this team definitely will turn it up come playoff time. Um, and then their they're, they're only other concern I have, the major concern is injuries because as we saw, when Aiden Hill goes out, this team is very iffy in the net. And I think that that's where they really should have brought Brassois back. But of course they lost him. And now in the net, they're in a little bit of trouble. I think offensively, this team isn't bad. Um, but defensively is where this team could use some work. I agree that if there was a place to look first in terms of improvement, it would be on the back end. But I disagree that the goaltending is an issue because Aiden Hill's been so good. And then Logan Thompson, who probably a season ago would have been pegged to become the starter long term, is looking like one of the better backups long term. He hasn't had as good of a season this year, but he's been reliable uh, in most, I would say, in most um, instances. Um, for that reason, I think the Vegas Golden Knights are just as good as they were last year. I think they haven't shown it in this latest skid. I have to give them an A- minus because I think that even if they don't figure it out and they don't win the Pacific Division, although I think they will, they will probably be the best team in the Western Conference heading into the Stanley Cup Finals. They're my pick to go back to the Stanley Cup Final for the Western Conference. I think they're that good. So I'm going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights A- minus for them, even though it's not been a perfect season. All right, we're down to our final three, and I am going to toss my other stingy A-plus onto the board, and that's the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think you can really give them anything else. You can go on and on about the surprises of this team. I mean, Quinn Hughes, you can argue, is the second-best defenseman in the league. Their top six forwards are absolutely disgusting. I mean, Pedersen, Miller, Besser, they're all having career years, and that doesn't even mention guys like Fronick and Thatcher Demko. How about him having a superb year between the pipes? 
everyone, I mean, everyone has been a plus on this team. They lead the NHL in goals. Everything is going right for this team that I had in the cellar of the Pacific Division. They're making me look real stupid. James, I mean, they're making us all look stupid, really. I mean, what fools we were to have the Vancouver Canucks at the bottom of the Pacific Division. I mean, I, I had them six and firmly out of a playoff race. So they've definitely exceeded my expectations and exceeded everybody's expectations. Thatcher Demko has been arguably the best goalie in the league to this point. He's been in top three at least. Um, Quinn Hughes, you said he might be the second best defenseman. Uh, he definitely is. It's it's There's McCarr and Quinn Hughes, and then there's every other defenseman in the National Hockey League. All right. Um, he's that good. This team is that good. Elias Pettersson has... You know, long been the player that could be your top one C and be an elite one at that that could carry your team moving forward. Um, but since the departure of Bo Horvat, people sort of thought that the Canucks would sort of kind of ease out of those discussions and Elias Pettersson would lose his influence. But anything but he's he's stepped into the role as the lone guy and has really taken off in a way that is remarkable. The Canucks are one of the best uh, well-rounded teams in the league. They are relentless on the offense. They scored six goals against each of the New York area teams when they were here this week. Six against the Devils, six against the Rangers, six against the Islanders. Uh, they're pretty spectacular. They have to be an A-plus. For this team, I'm also going to dish out my only other A-plus on any team. I think this team is all around just fantastic. They're one area where, and I'm giving them an A-plus in spite of this. I think they could be a little bit better penalty kill-wise and defensively but offensively they're just a juggernaut um them in winnipeg I, I don't know when they collide next but that's going to be a hell of a game this team is fantastic in every which way and you know i mean i guess other than defensively which they're not bad they're they're still good i'm just saying if they want to win a championship they could be better but this team honestly i I think Vegas might beat them in the playoffs, but I don't see Vegas overtaking them for the number one seed in the Pacific Division. So A plus for the Canucks. Guys, how about the Winnipeg Jets and the Vancouver Canucks getting our two A pluses this year? I mean, I gave who, one to the Bruins too. Just oh, saying, I'm right. talking about our averages. I've been calculating it as fair, we fair, go. Fair. We we have the Bruins at a solid A. Uh, but let's we're on our last two. Let's talk about the Dallas Stars. Uh, this will be an interesting coming weeks for the Stars as Miro Heiskanen is out and Jake Ottinger is coming back and he's dressing up actually for their game tonight. Scott Wedgwood, I think, did a more than serviceable job as a backup. I think he did fantastic. Beast, beast James Burley says beast. Uh, but the depth <laughs> on the Stars, the depth on the Stars is really something else. I mean, they have six guys with over thirty points. You don't see that on a lot of teams. The defense will be the crux of the issue, in my opinion, missing Heiskanen. It'll really be a test. If Ott can come back really strong in a, let's face it, a weak Central Division, uh, nobody's winning the wild card in the Central Division unless the Preds have a fantastic second half, which I don't see happening. I give the Stars an A-. minus. You are riding comfortably into that playoff on the backs of Jason Robertson. I think so. James, go ahead. I Definitely a playoff team. Definitely a sneaky favorite to, you know, go to at least the Western Conference semifinal, Western Conference final, perhaps. Jason Robinson, star in this league, for sure. And then they surround him, and this is what I love, Rupa Hintz and Jason Robinson are stars. And then you surround him with guys like Joe Pavelski, Matt Duchesne, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, guys who've been around. But on your third and fourth line, you've got guys like Evgeny Dadanov, uh, Wyatt Johnson, and Radek Foxa, who can all score points. So this is 
the construction of this team from a GM standpoint, absolutely fantastic in the forwards. They've got a great mix of young and veteran defensemen as well. The biggest one being Miro Heiskanen, who's out. Jake Ottinger, who's also out. But Scotty Wedgwood, the former devil, what a beast he is, can come in and shut the door. This team has got the legs to go on a long-term run. I'm going to go A-. minus. I'm going to be – wait, Nick, did you give Dallas an A-? minus? I give Dallas an A-, minus. yes. Okay, so for the first time, I think, on this show, I'm going to give a team a ranking that's better than either of you did. I'm going to give the Dallas Stars an A. I think that they've been very good against good teams this year, and I think that that's going to be proved to be very important down the stretch. I think this team is – I mean, because – before the show, before I realized that we were doing grades, I actually did a whole like one. I did one through 20 on power rankings and I had this team at number five. So I think this team is very good. Like James said, probably a Western Conference semifinalist. Um, and if not, they're going to at least take whoever they play the first round to six, seven games and be very, very competitive. They have a very good point differential. Um the only flaw I see in them is, I mean, they've lost for the last six, but I think they can definitely turn that around. Um, and then maybe Jake Ottinger, um, I think we know him to be a little bit inconsistent sometimes. So I think that's another area where they could use some work. But other than that, this team is very good. Um, to me, not the championship team, but the tier right below. And that leaves us with one last team. Uh, the team that I think has the best chance of winning the Stanley Cup. And that's the Colorado Avalanche. This is the most talented team in the NHL. I don't think you could argue otherwise. Makar McKinnon, Chuskin, and Rantanen are just synonymous with the word skill. The only issue is goaltending. Georgiev has been up and down. But if they can lock a solid tandem, this is a Stanley Cup caliber team for years to come. I don't think I have seen a top four on a team ever as talented as those four. Uh, the Avalanche are an absolute wagon. They started off slow. Injuries will always be an issue with this team, but if those four are healthy, you you kind of have no chance of winning a game against this team. I'll let you go ahead, Will. I give them, however, an A- minus because I think they still have room to improve despite injuries. So an A- minus to start, we could see them as an A-plus team by the end of the year. Wow. So I'm going to, for the second straight time somehow, <laughs> going to give a team a better ranking than you are. I'm going to give this team an A as well. This team is right above Dallas in my power rankings, even though Dallas beat them before uh, earlier this season. I think just based off of how they've been playing recently, this team is very good all around. Nathan McKinnon is absolutely phenomenal. Um, again, Georgiev, I'm I'm sad that you know the the Rangers don't have him because um, he he learned under Henrik Lundqvist and we got rid of him and now he's playing for a championship caliber team. And um, doing okay, but I think he definitely could be better. I think that's their one weak point. But, I mean, all the skaters are, I mean, they're making up for it. So, um, I don't know if they're the favorites in my eyes, but they could definitely win the chip in my eyes. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go with an A. No, this is this is definitely uh, a team that is fighting for a Stanley Cup. And they really do have the pieces to do it. Some of the best defensive pairings in the league arguably the best top line in the league, um, one of the deepest forward cores. And then they've got serviceable goaltending at really at a high level in Georgiev, who's, you know, I, I, I think he's top 10, top 15 in the league at, when he's not at his best. And when he's at his best, he's certainly top 10. Um, but if you remember, it didn't take a world-class goaltender for the, the Avalanche to win a Stanley Cup in their past. So 
Um, this is certainly a team that knows how to win without having a great goaltender. And I would argue that Georg gives better than either Kemper or Grubauer ever really were for them. So, and, and Francois, who's still, is still with the team as a, as a really reliable backup that you can rely, uh, I would say 30 games out of him in a season and have him be really strong. So I, I, I like the makeup of this team. I'm going to go with Will. They get an A. All right. Well, there you have it. We just went through all of the Stanley Cup contenders and Gary Bettman had a word on all of the non-contenders. He sent them home. Just as a recap, the two teams getting an A plus are the Jets and Canucks. We have three teams getting an A. That's the Brewers, the Panthers and the Avalanche. Getting an A minus are the Rangers, the Flyers, the Hurricanes, the Oilers, the Kings and the Stars. Uh, getting a B plus, a well-deserved B plus are the Islanders and the Golden Knights. In the B-tier category, shockingly, uh, are the Toronto Maple Leafs alongside the Predators and the Kraken. In the C-plus category, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Red Wings, and the Penguins. In the C-tier, we have the Devils, the Capitals, the Blues, and the Coyotes. And finally, we don't have any in the C-minus, but earning an abysmal D-plus are the Calgary Flames, somehow still in the fight, but good heavens, that is ugly. We just did that. That was one of the longer but better episodes of Five on Three, I would argue. I'm excited to do this at the end of the year if you guys will be here with me. But, man, if you made it to the end of this, you're a real one. I had a great time doing this. Hopefully, we can release a graphic afterwards. Uh, Do you guys have any final thoughts on our rankings? Do you have any that you disagree with on our averages before we go? I think we kind of nailed it across the board for now maybe we're a little mean to the Leafs in hindsight but you know considering what they've been and where they're going I'm fine with them being a B I think maybe we could have been meaner across the board the fact that we only have one thing up above one thing below C is maybe we were a little too nice see that that's where I come in I, I yeah. did a... <laughs> but I, th- well, I think overall um I think overall we weren't too bad I think it was a it was a solid ranking there's some things that I, I would ch- tweak a little bit but um, nothing crazy. I think for the most part, we got it right. Well, that's the beauty of democracy. I think we did a great job. And uh, I hope you had a good time listening along with us. Uh, I hope you listen to the next episode of Five on Three. It probably won't be as good as this one. None will. Uh, but for James Burley, the uh, what, what's your title again? I forgot. You're the Dean of Something Dangles. Something of Dangles. You're the Dean of Dangles and the Secretary of Slapshots Wilging. I'm Professor of Puck, Nick Palmer. Uh, we'll see you next episode on uh, five on three WFUV's best if only hockey show we will see you next time I know it